babes, we're back. We are oh. back. <laughs> I just bumped into the microphone with my glass, but that's okay. You wanted me to start. That's, this is how we start. Yeah. I'm uh, busy. I was, I was trying to drink. <laughs> Already by messing up. We're back. Welcome to... For a day, all day, anyway. I actually forgot the name of the podcast for a second. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Katie. Oh, great. What's my name? Erica. Great. And that's uh, who we are on this podcast. <laughs> We're trying to remember. It's been probably about a year since we last recorded an episode. Yeah. We, like the rest of the world, went on pause. Yeah. It's been, you know, it's kind of been a, a wild year mm-hmm. for everyone. Just like, um, just like it has been for the whole world. But we are still sitting here drinking some rosé. This is a champagne rosé. Yeah, what are we are we doing wine time? It, wine time. Wine time. It's called Vuerve du Vene Ice Rosé. God, it I is, missed your French. It, huh? I said I missed your French. My shitty French. <laughs> Obviously, it's from France with her French note. Oh, with a person. Or is it not a person? I don't understand why they're personifying it. Is she a person? Okay, I'm just gonna be with on the back right now. With her French know how, the word Duvernay. All right. Is offering, oh my God, I have to say that over and over again. So from now on, I'm gonna say BB. Okay. Okay. Is offering lively, fresh, and glinting, sparkling wine. Elegant with an open minded spirit. BB is the essence of French flair, showing a nice rose color and a persistent mousse, followed by numerous and fine bubbles on the nose, red fruit aroma combined with citrus fruit notes. Best served in a large glass of ice cube. That's bossy. I don't want ice cube. To enhance its freshness and aromatic intensity. It's like an artisanal ice cube. Is that that a thing? Yeah, I do want to point out, though, even though it says like French on the front of the bottle, it does say imported by Patriarche USA Miami. <laughs> so it's produced in France, imported in Miami. I don't know how that works. Florida's weird, so I could see that. It's Florida champagne. It's Florida champagne. Wait, what wait, what year is it? Oh, I don't know. I don't see a year on it. Yeah, I don't see a year. Wait, is that a year? No, I just see a code. That's not on the front? No, no year. Wow, okay, well, we're just going to call it a 2017 then. Or isn't it by the time, like at one point, everything was 2018. Maybe that's, yeah, we went through all the 2017s. Yeah, I think at one point, 2017 became a vintage. So we're just going to say 2018 or 19, honestly, that would track. Yeah. Probably better. So it we'll tastes say- good, so it clearly can't be a 2020. No, because at one point we did start seeing in 2020. I want to say one of the last bottles we had in 2020 was a 2019. I don't think Rosé has a long, like, uh, aging process. That was a joke about how 2020 would taste like shit. Oh, I'm sure 2020 tastes delicious, though. I'm sure it does because uh, from great pain comes sweet wine. 
<laughs> as the saying goes. <laughs> as the great saying goes. It's kind of like it hurts to be beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like the wine that was made in 2020 is probably the best wine we've ever had in our lives, especially because everybody was staying in their house. Nature was flourishing. Apparently, we didn't do enough, though, according to that recent climate change report that I oh, should have really? read. Don't read it. Don't read it. Where, Wait where to was, read it. Where is it? The UN had the new climate change report. Oh, so we're we're done, basically. Is that what's happening? It's not great. It's not great. Great. Don't read it. Just, you know, just, just read it later. Just okay. read it. Just wait. Give it a couple months. So, but I'm... Oh, sh- when we're all dead. <laughs> we won't be uh, the report did not say dead. Those words were not in there. Mutants. Dire, heating, disaster. Oh, those were all in there, but the words dead were not. So I just want to be really clear on my like on my reporting here that that was not in there. Did they say what us laymen can do? Recycle. Everybody recycle. Honestly, though, a lot of it's not up to us. A lot of it's up to the major companies because yeah. they produce most yeah. of the whatnot. And they don't care. Huh? And, and they, they don't just care. don't care. Yeah. They're like, Jeff Bezos. We're going to be dead. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is like, whatever, I'm going to the moon. I'm going to go colonize Mars now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we've done what we needed to do with this planet. And they've moved on. Yeah. They have all collectively. It's like Jeff Bezos, the guy from Virgin... Uh, Richard Branson, Elon Musk. There's like three or four guys who are like, yeah, no, Earth is done. We're going to go do something else now. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, well. Man. I'll be here. Do you watch Loki, the show Loki at all? No, I haven't. Is it good? There's a very stomach-pitting scene a little bit (laughs) where, so they, I'm not, okay, this does not reveal anything if you have not watched Loki yet. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. They travel through time a lot in the show. Mm -hmm. That is, a known is fact. It like Loki the god? Loki from the Marvel universe. Oh. So if you it's like an offshoot. So the character Loki the god, yes, who is Loki the god of the Marvel universe cuz Thor is a major hero in the Marvel in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Loki's his brother. He goes back and forth between being a villain and anti-hero. He's kind of all over the map. Mm-hmm. Actually, has a fascinating character development in terms of like where everybody sits in the show. He's probably one of my favorite characters in the whole thing because of his character development. But there's a lot of time traveling in the show. And at one point, they are looking at a book and they're trying to find an apocalypse-level event. And something that they find is from like 2040 to like 2060 and maybe even it's a more narrow window than that it's just disaster after disaster after disaster after disaster and and it's a really quick comment that they're like looking through the book and they're trying to find what seems like it's the biggest one Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh my god it's just like there's like a major one every year and you're (laughs) as a human being you for a second you're like God damn it, climate change. <laughs> like, you know, that that's like their, their cute little comment on climate change. And then this report came out. <laughs> like a lying in with that. So, you know, I was just telling, I was just visiting a friend in Denver, and I was like, you need to stay here because according to the Hunger Games, this is the future capital district. Oh, that's true. That's Pan Am, right? So if you stay here. New York's toast. Yeah, for sure. 
For sure. I mean, New York and any natural disaster situation is the first to go. I mean, it's we're basically like a stack of we're Jenga on a tiny island here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that a lot, especially yeah. as I'm going to bed. Great. <laughs> what I think about. So I would say telling him just stay here. And when it's go time, everyone's just going to come join you here. Yeah. And then we're already appropriately situated for yeah. the capital mm-hmm. district. Like, we're like, all right, well, we're already here. So we're the ruler of the Pan Am, right? <laughs> right? Or is this handmaiden tale? Which one are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Man in the High Castle. Wait, no, that's if the Nazis won. Never mind. Wrong story. But in Man in the High Castle, that area of the country, it is, it's like it's, no man's land. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. like divided. Right, right. Either way, feels like the place to be. Where did we start this conversation? <laughs> Why did we start this conversation? Climate change. Oh, know. we were talking about climate change. And before that, we were talking about, I don't remember how we got into, oh, I said don't read the new climate change report. Right. Something like that. Which I will later, and I'll probably cry. <laughs> we should have a little bit more to drink Yeah. Um, okay. before you do it. Speaking of drinking, so we're drinking this ice rosé right now. What do you want to eat while you're drinking it? Mm. What, it is the apocalypse. We're mm-hmm. sitting here with, with our ice rosé. Ice rosé. In our bunker. In our bunker. Ugh. I don't know. I was just listening to Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, and he was telling, and he was telling Aston Kutcher, like, I don't know. I think I'm not gonna like go into a bunker. I think I'm just gonna like, you know, like lay down with my family, hold hands, and just like ride it out. And Aston Kutcher was like, No, because you don't know if this is like a one-time event, big event that we're all going to ride out or whether it's an ongoing event. So you're going to go do that and then I'm going to come over and knock on your door asking if I can borrow your dune buggies (laughs) and then I'm going to have to steal your dune buggy and then, you know, 10, 15 years down the line when everything's okay, I'm going to be like, I miss Dax. So I feel like you're going to be in the bunker Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be like, you know, I just laid there in the bed with my bottle of rosé. No, I'm going to come kidnap you and make you go in the bunker. Oh, I don't want to be in the bunker. Well, you and my dad both. Um. Yeah, Ricky Atkins and I will be in the bunker together with our, like, you know, bicycle-powered electricity and um, our canned goods. Oh, my God. And I'll just be like, honestly, I didn't even want to be in this bunker. I've told you I made plans for a bunker once. You can ask Mariah, my best friend in, in Arkansas. I can see that that theme in line with yeah. your personality mm-hmm. to to do mostly that. I just like to build things. So building a, a like electricity powered by a bicycle, which you can do for two hundred dollars. Oh God, I don't know. That just feels like too much work. I just might. Hey, you're doing your spin for the day, getting your exercise. Why not power the bunker too? What's that Dido song? I will go down with this ship. I feel like that's more. <laughs> You are the captain on the Titanic. You're going down with it. Yeah, That's yeah. That's absolutely you. I'm. Am I the captain or am I the band? I'm Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting off that ship. Yep, getting off. All costs. It does not matter. It does not matter if your dignity is intact at the end of it, especially if no one really knows what happened. Yep, no. Yeah. Yep. I'm either the captain or the band. You are the band. Like, we're you. just going to play on this thing until it goes down. Let's provide an awesome soundtrack for these people. How y'all feel about Mozart? Anyone? You would be singing in the apocalypse. And Rosetta's crying. I think it's because she's hot. 
So I might have to put her in there. Okay. Okay. We had to turn the AC off in my living room so that we could record this, because otherwise all you beautiful people would just be hearing a giant hum. But also, Rosetta doesn't like that it's hot, but she also doesn't want to leave us. So this is a really difficult moment mm-hmm. for her. And she just... Rosetta's choice. Yeah, she's really trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm going to have this with, though, in the apocalypse? Cake or ice cream? Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. I was just in Colorado, and I was up... Oh, God, what is it? This would what? pair nice with, like, a, you know, you know, like a ration cake that you make, your family does on a, you know, in the apocalypse. Like or you ran birthday. by a bakery downtown, and you just sat in your apartment, and it's, like, your last... Like go piece of cake, but so I was just in Colorado. Why am I forgetting the name of this town? Breckenstale, Breckenstale. It's up in the mountain, and like maybe an hour and a half, two hours outside of Denver. And we went to an ice cream shop, and something that I love is called Ooey Gooey Butter Cake. It's basically just like a sugar crack cake. It is like the cake of Paula Deen's dreams. It's so good, sugar butter, like Hmm. oh, so good. And they had an ice cream version of it that was vanilla ice cream with the cake broken up. I would have the ooey gooey butter cake mm-hmm. ice cream that was delicious that mm-hmm. I had with this. And also, just so you all know, if there's like some weird editing that has to happen, a random thunderstorm just rolled through. Mm-hmm. So that might be in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rumbling a little bit. Rosetta's crying. She wants to go get in the bathroom. It's okay, baby. She's hiding under the desk right now. So if you hear the little click clack of her nails on the floor that's what that's what's happening yeah i would have this with i was gonna say something sweet normally you know i don't say sweet things normally i'm like cheese all the way which i would still do a cheese plate with this that is do like a nice like sweeter cheese plate a nice um manchego would be good with this i want to think i wish i could remember we also went to a cheese and chocolate place in the same town Hmm. And there was like a drunken. Erica just got back from Denver. Yes. Well, Colorado. I was around Colorado, mostly in Denver. Mm. But like, we went up to the mountain to a ski town. God, I wish I could remember what it's called. It was like, like a different kind of goat cheese. It's all I can say. It was like a drunken, hmm. drunken goat cheese that had a little bit of a sweet taste. That would taste excellent with this so that's what we're gonna have in the apocalypse that's what we're having in the apocalypse our ration cake and our interesting drunken goat cheese great well we could be in that you know there's a cheese cave i can't remember all the details but there's a cheese cave that's where i want to spend out the apocalypse because there's like the cave do you know what i'm talking about oh y'all hear that thunder i bet you can hear that thunder on here probably you know why it started raining because i started talking about thor Oh. Who's the god of thunder? Okay. And I was talking about how I like Loki. And he was like, what? Bitch, please. Bitch, please. Me versus Loki? They're the cheese. They're the cave of cheese. That, like, something had to do with how much cheese they made during the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, an excess of cheese. And they had to store it in a cave. Mm. We might have to fact check this. (laughs) I really said with... I listen to Armchair Expert a lot, and what they do is they just say whatever they want during the podcast. And then Monica, they have a second segment they do afterward where they fact check everything. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we'll just repeat each Armchair Expert episode, and that's our podcast. I would be down for that. I think you're the Dak, though. 
Oh, yeah? Why? Yeah. I don't know. He's like, you know, a gregarious blonde white guy, lots of armchair expert theory. So because I'm white and blonde? No. There's also gregarious. You skip that word. <laughs> I'm gregarious? You can be, yeah. Okay. All right. In social settings. Okay. You're not antisocial. I think you actually might be more likely to say hi to new people than I am. That's true. If I'm not in like a setting that's like a work or a networking setting or it's not like, like I went to a wedding alone this past weekend and that was like, okay, if you're going to have fun, you have to go like meet people people and talk Mm -hmm. to people, which is great because I ended up meeting people who like live in New York. I met someone who is the COVID-19 response coordinator for the New York City Department of Education. I was like, we're friends and lived around the corner for me. I was like, cool, we're friends now. So, yeah. Ooh, you hear that thunder? I hear that thunder, baby. Oh, Rosetta, it's okay. Yeah, I am I am more likely to go talk to people in a crowd. And you know what? This is why I tell people why we're friends. I say, Erica is a little bit more pessimistic than you would think, and I'm a little bit more optimistic than you would think. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. You are optimistic. You're going to ride it out in the bunker, and I'm like, it's all over, guys. Yeah, but on surface level, I appear like the curmudgeon. Yeah. And you seem like the the more upbeat one but yeah. in reality we each have a little bit of both and i think that's why we work so well together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i would agree with that mm-hmm. i would agree with that mm-hmm. all right katie so we were talking earlier about 20 minutes in we're gonna edit so much of this out there's a lot of pausing and thinking this might get edited out this might not even be in there we'll see. i don't know we'll see but we were talking earlier about it has been a huge oh my God. transition and change and growth and loss and new beginnings and like it's been wild. So we might not talk about it all of it here today, but we want to let y'all know like what we've been up to, why we haven't been recording episodes. I think one of the last few episodes we had was talking about leveling up. In general, so I started a new job where I'm leading an organization, and it takes up a lot of my time, my time, my love, my energy. So that definitely was a big thing for me over the past year, for sure. Yeah, we. I mean, the last episode was when you first started, and so now I don't even know if I actually started yet. I think I had been hired, but I was still at. So how are you feeling? It's almost a year later. Yeah, yeah, good. It's definitely like a. It's a hard job, but for all the right reasons, mm-hmm. you know? And I knew it would be a hard role. It's one of the reasons why I was, like, I didn't even try to go for that role at my old organization because I was very clear what it was, mm-hmm. and it needed to be the right place to do that, and I definitely think I found that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited in the past year I even moved closer to where I work. I was not that far. <laughs> I was only... I don't know, what, 40 blocks up the street, 30, mm-hmm. 40 blocks up the street. now you're like two blocks. Now I'm like two blocks and an avenue over. It's a, it's a community organization, so it's great to like be living in that immediate community. And there are people up here who, you know, are, you know, part of that community as well. My executive assistant actually lives two blocks over from here, from where you mm-hmm. live right now, Katie, and went there as well is Mm -hmm. a graduate of the organization. So, you know, even Mm -hmm. she, but she, you know, went there. But definitely a lot of people live in the immediate area and I'm figuring out connections and like they're the in where my gym is, there's a dance studio upstairs and I've taken a class there. Like who's in charge here? 
might have a partnership proposition. So, you know, just being a part of that community, I think it's going to be really great. And I'm excited about what we can do moving forward. And I'm hoping that, you know, COVID and all of its sisters calms itself down so we can really, like, get into it and do a lot of the stuff that I'm excited for us to do. That's exciting. Yeah, it is cool. It's cool. Tiring, but, like, like I said, like, in the best way for the best reason, especially since I've gotten to meet a lot of, not a lot, but, like, I've gotten to meet more of the people that we serve over the past couple months. Mm -hmm. I've kind of, like, been working in a vacuum and not really getting to see my impact, but getting to meet, like, families and students who either know who I am and parents who are like, hey, you're doing a good job. Oh, that was a big one. That was a big one. That was your environment, as my cousin would say, backing you up. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wait, and now we hear a car alarm, so we're going to have to... That's just going to happen. Guys, this is going to be an episode with a lot of background noise. But yeah, no, yeah. So big year, lots of change, mm-hmm. new home. Oh, my God. That is close. We live in Florida now, I've decided. Apparently. You just brought Florida here. I didn't go to Florida. No, but you mentioned Florida with the wine earlier. Oh, you're right. You caused this. (laughs) Damn, I'm powerful. Poor Rosetta. She's freaking out over here. What's she doing? Wow, sorry for that uh, thunderstorm break. (laughs) Doggy's freaking out. We did not expect that to happen tonight. I didn't think it was supposed to rain at all. I didn't either. Yeah, I thought we were having a heat wave, and this came out of nowhere. But it, it... it rains during a heat wave. It's more likely to be a thunderstorm. Yeah, I guess so. I think. I don't know if that's real science, but it feels right. I have a vague remembrance of science class. And it science. Feels right. <laughs> that's what you read in your climate report earlier. Actually, that is a thing. The rising heat is more likely to cause catastrophic weather. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't read it. Don't read it. <laughs> that's my main takeaway. Everyone, just recycle, do your part, push for environmental changes. Don't read the report. It's not going to do anything good for your mental health if you're already on edge. Well, speaking of mental health, would you say that you feel, I mean, like a lot of people have been going through it, right, this year. It's been a really tough year, Mm -hmm. year and a half now, I guess, basically. With all these changes happening, do you feel like you're in a pretty good headspace? I'm okay. I mean, my therapist tells me that I am. I keep trying to get her to uncover something deeper and darker. She hasn't, which makes me wonder if I just need to find a new therapist so they can help me figure out what is deeper and darker. Yeah, I'm okay. Definitely just like a lot of change, but overall, like, Mm -hmm. okay, there's just like a a ton of transition. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I mostly have healthy coping mechanisms. I don't keep everything inside for the most part, even if I don't tell someone immediately I write everything down so that like I'm getting it out of my system like Mm -hmm. you know so I do feel like I fit fairly good coping mechanism the thing that's interesting about leading an organization is that like you hold everybody else's stuff yeah both professional and personal because their personal comes into yeah their work life and it's everybody's stuff that you're holding and you're kind of staying conscious of. And so how do you navigate what you're feeling 
versus what they're feeling. And also just being aware of like how people are feeling emotionally about their history mm-hmm. with the organization, especially when you're a new leader. They might be feeling a certain way about something you've done or haven't done based on the past, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of navigating that. But I think I do have like fairly healthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. So like, I'm all right. You know, I'm doing okay. I'm all right. That's the that's the title of this episode, I think. Yeah. We're all right. We're all right. Yeah. Definitely definitely not bad. And we got through a tough year and like the the organization itself is actually like really stable considering everything that's happened. I think that's great. I'm super proud. I'm super proud of what we've done. And you, Katie? <laughs> What's going on with you? Now you sound like an NPR host. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Rosé All Day Anyway. My name is Erica Atkins, and I'm, I'm here with Katie Rainey. Katie, tell me, what's going on with you? It's not been a good year. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, without turning this into too much of a depressed episode. You know, when we, we took a hiatus, I've been going back and forth between here and Arkansas. My grandmother was not doing well, was getting her out of her house and all the things that come with it. And in May, she got diagnosed with lung cancer and they gave her six months and that turned into three days. And so um, she passed away May 24th and it's been really, really, really hard. Anybody who knows me knows that she was my best friend in the whole world, my, my soulmate. So it's been really difficult and uh, I actually just told you before we started recording that I'm gonna move back down to the south for a little while because I'm gonna take a a mental break for my mental health Mm -hmm. just can't really do the New York hustle right now and uh, I want to go down and be around my family I'm gonna go live with my other best friend Mariah Harrison down there yeah spend some time trying to take a break and work through this. I mean, I still have like a lot to work through and Mm -hmm. I mostly have spent the last three months distracting myself as best I can between, I mean, you know, I've not made the healthiest decisions in the last three months. I'm at least trying to run every day. (laughs) That's, that's the goal right now to make Mm -hmm. one healthy decision each day. And that's just been running pretty much. So I'm going to go do that actually like a week before we even got the diagnosis too. I had put in my notice at my job because I was trying to make a shift anyway. I thought I was going to go into like a lot of freelance work here. And so now I'm, I mean, it's a really long transition. I won't actually be leaving until I'm going to go down to, well, we don't need to talk about all the steps, but several months while I train the new team. So I'll be working on that and then doing some freelance stuff, but I'm, I'm more taking a pause rather than ramping up. I feel Mm. like I have spent so much of my life being busy and filling myself up with things to do that I feel like I need to stop that. And I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what it means, but I just, I've, I've, felt like ever since I made the decision that like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like I've made a wrong decision you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you know like when you start regretting something or you you start questioning but the second that I was just like okay I'm gonna like this is what I need to do Mm -hmm. 
it feels like that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that. So we'll be recording separately for a little while. My first reaction was, or forever, but I feel like that's the no, thing. No, we're making, we've made a decision every other week we're recording. We're going to oh, do no, this. Oh, no, no. I, was, I wasn't talking about the, the every other week part. I was talking about the forever part, clarification on my part. Yes, I know. <laughs> that's what microphones are for. No, we're going to do it. We're doing this. We got our, ourselves a website. We do. Rosealldayanyways.com. Mm -hmm. You can go see us now. We have some really beautiful pictures up. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you want to tell about the Instagram? Oh, yeah. So we're in the process of transferring Instagram. So back in the fall, one of the things that slowed us down was that we realized our Instagram profile got hacked, we think. We're not 100% sure. I don't want to be sued by Instagram. But we can't get into it. Somebody with a similar email or somebody got in, I guess, guessed their password, somehow was able to change it that it's like one letter off from our email. Mm -hmm. Or I do want to say it is possible that we entered our email wrong in the first place. That is still possible. I'm not totally convinced that that didn't happen, mm. that we didn't enter the email wrong with one letter off. And now that we're trying to do a password retrieval, we can't. But we tried emailing someone at that email to be like, hey, could you help us get in? And they won't respond. Mm. I know about you, but if I got that email, I would be like, oh, yeah, let me help you so that I stop getting all of these notifications. Yeah. Not what this person did. Not no. what they did. They just no. ignored us. So what we need to do is we need y'all's help. We need to get that instagram closed because we don't have access to it we started a new instagram which is what's the name of it katie rose all day anyways pod pod and we need everyone's help we're gonna send out an email to to our contact but we need everybody to just report our old instagram rose all day anyways like crazy to Instagram so that they eventually shut it down. So that way they're not pictures floating out there of us that we don't have control over, that the page had just been closed down altogether. Whether it was hacked or whether we just entered the email wrong. Because I'll admit, when I did a search in the email, I could not find that original email that was like, hey, here's your profile. Click on the link. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find it. So I'm not 100% sure what happened there. But we yeah. know we need to get that Instagram mm -hmm. page closed so we can keep regaling y'all with tales of our fascinating lives. Yes. So we'll when we post all this, we'll we'll make sure to direct people to the Instagram, the new one. Well, redoing the pod and uh, getting recording more often is part of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to cultivate a more creative life right now. I think that's what I really need to do with myself. That's like what I feel calling i'm gonna go back down south my grandmother for those of you who don't know was badass and had so many different tools for my 10th birthday she gave me a dremel tool that's how cool she is i have got all her tools down there i want to just go like make stuff and so trying to be as creative as possible that's really what's going on with me right now this is just, this is a great fun outlet for me since i'm you know Running the organization, so this is um, a great fun outlet for me and also a great way for me to support Katie through this time. So 
we will be recording episodes and we will be getting into it. We really just wanted to do an episode today to sort of let y'all know where we've been, you know, who we are, where we're from, what we did, and to make sure you still love us. And if you got that reference, kudos to you. Oh, I didn't. What's the reference? It's a song by a boy band. Oh, I'm guessing it's a Backstreet song. How do you know? It might not be. But it is, isn't it? (laughs) That's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can you repeat it? To make sure... Oh, to to let you know something like... Now I can't say it exactly the way I said it before. Who we are, where we're from. As long as you love me. (laughs) Yes. As long as you love us. Yeah. We'll be here. (laughs) Maybe that's the title of the episode. As long as you love us. Yeah. That's a pretty good title. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten in a few arguments with people over the past couple weeks about Backstreet Boys and their um, validity as a music group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel very strongly about I it. I feel like you've gotten in an argument with one person. No, no, no. Multiple people have come up. I've gotten that argument many times in my life. <laughs> many times in my life. But they're just their validity as a music group and really the power of pop music. Which, I want to say this, I was at my friend's wedding and we got to do requests on the website. Mm-hmm. And mine was like anything Backstreet Boys. And so this was a wedding. I mean, one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to. Like, I don't know if I've ever been to a wedding where the groom walked in and everyone just started cheering. Just from the groom. And it's not that everybody stood up and like lovingly watched the bride when she walked down the aisle. Like everyone was cheering. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like post-pandemic weddings are whatever stage we're in in the pandemic. I didn't even put that together in my head. You went to an actual wedding. Yeah. This whole time you've been telling about it, and now I just like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we've been in a pandemic, and you just went to an actual wedding. You went to an actual wedding with me. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess that's true. So it's my second wedding, and it it was just... Like, everybody was so joyful to be together and so joyful to celebrate them. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I had requested anything by the Backstreet Boys on the website because I know some DJs prefer everybody Backstreet Back. Like, I know people have their preferences, mm-hmm. so I wasn't going to put anything on it. And they started playing I Want It That Way. This was maybe, like, two hours into dancing. I was dancing almost the entire time that you could be dancing. Most people comment on the fact that I was on the dance floor the whole time. And out of, like, the four hours I was out there, I want to say I wore my heels for, like, two to three. So I was pretty proud of myself that those stayed on for a long time. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. And, like, hardcore dancing in those heels, too. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, we're halfway in, and I start playing I Want It That Way, and I just started, like, screaming, this was my request, this was my request. Ah! Just, like, screaming. And multiple people came up to me afterwards, and they were, like, best song of the night. Why? Because everyone was so happy and so excited and everyone knows that song mm-hmm. and you could all sing along with it and it was just like the power of like whether you hated it or you loved it or whatever we all know the song mm-hmm. and we have some kind of nostalgic attachment to where we were in our lives at that time and everybody was drinking so no one's gonna be like pop music like mm-hmm. it's just happy to be together and you could share that moment so that to me is the power of like pop music, top 40 music that like define an era or a time in everyone's life. Yeah. 
and come on and we all just start singing and we remember and like we can collectively share that moment together and that's what I love about those kind of music and as a singer lyrics are a really big deal to me mm-hmm. I also know that to be true as well that I really attach myself to lyrics and what they mean and like and I like did musical theater dancing and that's all about dancing to the lyrics so that's just like a really big deal to me too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so much fun like that was one of the best parts of the night and a really fun night wow well other things that have been going on I don't know if I really have anything else going on other than work well I was gonna say I do have a little bit of a game at the end but I was gonna say we just finished The Bachelorette oh I don't want time I'm over it I'm annoyed with it (laughs) (laughs) well that's why I was gonna we're still watching we're still watching I don't know. I think it's actually a good time to talk about the Bachelor franchise. It's going through so much upheaval and like it's very, you know, on brand of our podcast of what they're talking about. Yeah, but they're not really having productive conversations around it. No, they're not. So. But they are introducing it a little bit into the storyline. Some of that came in with Katie's. I think Andrew was his name, right? Yeah, but that's also not the first time that I would say over the past three years mm-hmm. they probably have planted someone to be like i'm black and you're white sure let's talk about what that means yeah but i think that's also why like we should talk about it because like that's the most they've done and it's just for optics sure i think that's the whole point of the bachelorette they, yeah uh, they're 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 for optics you know what i mean it is a that is a good question to ask though like at some point, it is just a dumb reality show. So how mm-hmm. much do we expect of people who are, like, throwing wine in each other's faces and, like, storming off in really dramatic breakups? I mean, there's two ways you can look at it. There's, it's a dumb reality show. So how much do we expect of it? And I do get people who push it because TV is a reflection of how we see ourselves yeah. and... Mm-hmm thing can become okay on TV and then become okay in real life. So I think both sides of it are true. Uh, I feel like what I'm even the most annoyed with for the Bachelorette franchise right now actually has nothing to do with the most serious issues that they're tackling, (laughs) which is like the whole drama between one of the final runner-ups and the last Bachelorette, Katie. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just more annoyed with that (laughs) than anything. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't watch the show. I'm really upset that the first Bachelorette named Katie just ended so poorly, in my opinion. Yeah, she was really annoying, and I tried to check myself as a woman, being like, am I not supporting another woman? And I'm like, well, you get a little annoying in the end. But so at the end of any Bachelor or Bachelorette season, towards the end, there's something called hometown, hometowns where the final four people, the Bachelor or Bachelorette traditionally go to their hometown. In COVID world, they fly the family out to the resort where they've been filming the show. Resort camp, I don't know, they've been changing it up. We started at the La Quinta. La Quinta. And then we were in, like, a mansion in the Poconos. Which, fun fact, I worked the front desk at a La Quinta. You did Horror stories. Yeah, you did say that to me before. So they won. I I do feel bad for the bachelorette at her final four. One with a dad. 
and his mm-hmm. kid made a comment on the call that like, oh, you don't who his kid he's a dad and he's a widow, mm-hmm. and his like four year old made a comment, oh maybe daddy just doesn't want to see me anymore, and he was like, I gotta go home, yeah, which totally. I was like, that's who should win. But like, so he had, yeah, he had to go home and then we're down to three. And then she does the date with the, oh, she does hometowns, which are three people. Normally it's four people. So we're already running a little bit short. This is why this season was shorter than usual. Mm -hmm. And it was a combination of her being swift to cut people and people leaving early. Like it just ended up being shorter. Mm -hmm. And then, then one person had a hometown and he was like super into her the whole time. And I see both sides of this argument. That he basically said to her, like you feel a space in my heart. And she said something like, okay. And like kept talking and he felt hurt by that. And she felt hurt that she felt like she had reassured him the entire time. Why did this one moment yeah. where he didn't feel heard erased everything? And I was like, well, she never got as far as he did in the season. So she doesn't necessarily know what it feels like to be one of the final few. Right. And also he accidentally saw one of her dates with someone else. So he, he did? He saw the date with her and Blake, who ultimately won. You remember he was standing on the, the deck watching her date with Blake for like a long time. So when he went into his date, he had seen her on a date with. That wasn't accidental. Those oh no! One of the producers. No, one of the producers was like, "Go look like, out that window. Go look at the um the sunset. It's beautiful tonight." Yeah, and they just shoot him out there, and then he was like mother ever and then he just had to watch it no totally that was not accidental at all that was the handiwork of Mm -hmm. some clever producer so he's going into his date having seen her have a good connection with someone else like he watched Mm -hmm. the date so he's already not in a great mindset anyway so i also think it's unfair i don't i don't know how she watched that and didn't have sympathy for the fact Cause, so she yeah. went in on him in the final row ceremony. Yeah, he, I didn't like that. I didn't like it. So he's an actor. I don't care for him, but yeah, but she, like my, it my, seemed a little bit much. I took the most offense because he's an actor or he'd been to acting school. She was like, you were acting and trying to use me as a leg up. And I was like, on behalf of all actors <laughs> and performers, I would just like to say we are naturally over dramatic. Okay, and we might come to hard dramatic conclusion real quick. It's got nothing to do with faking it and everything to do with the fact that we have a lot of emotions and we don't know where to put them. Okay, so let's get straight on where this is coming from. That's also a good title for this episode. We have a lot of emotions and we don't know where to put them. I know where to put mine in the lockbox. Never talk about it. Is that what you tell your therapist? No, I keep trying to get her to find something that's seriously wrong with me. (laughs) Even when she asked me, do you hear voices? And I said, well, I do believe in spirits. And she's like, oh, well, like the spiritual and the psychological are two different things. Like she doesn't find anything wrong with me. So, yeah. Yeah, my frustration in the last episode with this, she was like, she was just doing a lot. Yeah. In terms of being mad at him. Yeah. She wasn't listening at all. Yeah. No. Like, at all. And she got mad that he said he had no regret. And he was like, no, I said I had no regret because you clearly ended up with who you were supposed to. And again, that was the date that he watched and he started feeling doubt. 
maybe he did know he wasn't going to be the one at that point. Mm -hmm. And so he chose to leave instead of taking himself through the rest of the process. Yeah. Well, now we got Bachelor in Paradise happening next Monday. Yeah. I don't know if I'm excited for it, but I'll watch it. Exciting is not the word I would use, no. But we're going to watch it. That's just going to happen. I'll probably watch it on delay like I did most of this season. Yeah. It's too much of a time commitment. Because it's like two days back to back. It's like four hours a week. This is this is the time you're in. You used to put on a whole shebang for The Bachelor. And it's a now. big commitment. It's a big commitment to watch it. For, Bachelor in Paradise has always been tricky for me. Because you're giving up two nights in a week. Oh, it's Monday and Tuesdays? It had traditionally been Monday and Tuesday, both episodes, two hours, those four hours oh, a week okay. you're committing. All right. It's a lot. Okay. I can barely commit that to the gym, <laughs> which I can watch it at the gym, maybe. Which you joined, and I'm very proud of you for joining the gym. So proud of me. We're going to get our body back a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're coming up on an hour and I don't have a game, but I have a sort of game. Okay. So I don't know if I've ever done the lady test with you. No. Yeah. Okay. So this is my grandmother's. So this is in tribute to her. So okay. this is a lady test. So at 16, I was caught smoking cigarettes. Okay. All right. Instead of getting punished or whatever, my grandmother sat me down and she said, these are the rules of being a lady. So if... You have done these things, then you're going to drink. Okay. I don't... How bad are these questions? No, they're not bad. I think you're going to pass most of them. Great. Yeah. Okay. So the first rule of being a lady is you never light your cigarette in the presence of a man. He's got to light it for you. I don't smoke. Yeah. So, see? You don't have to drink, but, you know, I'm going to drink because I've done that. Second one... First couple are about smoking cigarettes, so you don't have to drink. Oh, I'll just take a regular drink. Yeah, you can just take a regular drink. (laughs) Second one is you never walk and smoke. Now we're getting into the stuff. You never drink anything blue. Oh. Yeah, now you have to drink. You never drink hard alcohol mixed with anything. If you're going to drink hard alcohol, you have to drink it straight. That's dumb. I'm not going to do it. My grandmother drank straight vodka at the end. Like she was drinking, um, my she was living with my cousin, and he was buying her. Or she sent him to the store to go get a bottle of flavored Kettle One that she would just pour into a little cocktail glass with some ice, just straight up. A little bit of a cheat because they flavored. A little bit of a cheat, but you know what? The woman. It turns out that none of us had any idea she was walking around with like stage twenty-eight lung cancer. And, uh, you know, when she didn't feel good, was drinking the vodka. And at the time, we were like, what, what are you doing? But now I'm like, yeah, she sh- had I known that, I'd have given her whatever she wanted. Sure. <laughs> like, she deserves it. I feel like my grandmother's lady tested more about don't put your elbows on the table, which I do, knowing the proper placement of silverware, mm-hmm. which I know. A lot of stuff about crossing your legs and like, you know. Oh, yeah. You never cross your legs. You cross your ankles. That was a one. I feel like you and I have both 50-50 passed our grandmother's lady test. We're both half ladies. Yeah, I'm not a full lady. Mm -mm. Oh, there's definitely one about cursing. 
Oh yeah, Good. Gangi hated that uh, I curse on the podcast. Oh, sorry, Gangi. My grandma doesn't listen to this podcast, and if anybody in my family is listening, I would appreciate if you don't direct her towards <laughs> it so that I can remain the favorite grandchild. Thank you. <laughs> well, this is how they'll dethrone you. Yeah, throw any of my cousins who are looking to dethrone me. Shake it fast, but watch yourself. Oh, I think the last rule of being a lady was something about cursing. Now that you said that, that reminded me. Anyway, yeah, she hated that I cursed on the podcast. Sorry, Gangi. I curse. I all fucked the up. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I curse all the time. So, no. All right, are we signing off? We are signing off. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for catching up with us today. I hope we third is your daily dose of um, serotonin today. Don't go look up that UN global warming support <laughs> if you haven't yet. Just well, now I'm gonna enjoy enjoy your ignorance. <laughs> enjoy your ignorance and don't litter. <laughs> don't litter. Do Great. that. Enjoy your ignorance and conserve energy where you can, and do your best. But don't read the report. <laughs> and this week, at some point, cheers to my gangi. Cheers to gangi. Cheers we to love gangi. you. Thank Miss you, you and love you. All right. Thanks, babes. We'll be Thanks, back babe. soon. Bye. Bye.